0: It is now, um, must be the first Day of Fathoms. Suspect's name is Paige Duplass. Uh, suspect has been, suspect has been shopping? Uh, first spotted at around dawn at, the uh, Mondegreen Avenue Supermarket. Similar purchases as before, chalk. Store brand, psychotropic tea, cleaning supplies. Behavior seems indicative of covert religious activity. Suspect does not appear to be gainfully employed again. This is suspicious. She does. How does she spend her time? How does she occupy herself? What is she doing with herself? Pursuit of the suspect has. <sighs> uh, pursuit of the suspect has been met with some challenges as I am, in fact, currently being pursued by certain misguided members of the Neshide police force due to local circumstances beyond my control. An unfortunate incident at a party. It's been s- some time. ...without restful sleep and some days without substantial food. But that's not a problem for me. I know how to survive on a little. I'm still capable. I still have a way forward. I just have to find my way back home. The cloak can corroborate my statement on this matter... It seems plausible that at some point my suspect will make contact with her co-conspirators across the border. At this time, I'll be ready to pounce. Reinstatement. Perhaps an apology. All of these things will follow, especially when it becomes clear that I did not flee. That I absolutely did not flee. But was rather undercover. Until then, I'll bide my time. Observe her at a distance. At a closer distance.
1: Lights up. On stage is a disheveled, distressed-looking apartment dishes rest in the sink. Litter piles up across the floor. There's a steady dripping sound from nowhere in particular. There are five knives upon a rack close to the sink. The windows are cracked and darkened. We can see nothing outside or beyond them. The outside world... (laughs) the outside world might as well not exist. Hembry, 46 years old, sits centre stage at a cluttered dining room table, his head in his hands. He looks tired, already wounded, as if he knows what's going to happen here tonight. very long silence. And then, hembury begins to recite our opening credits. He states that these are the silt verses, and just as we're accustomed to, he offers up the names of our performers. Jimmy Yamaguchi, Lucille Valentine, David Alt. Then he asks a question he already knows the answer to. It's time, isn't it? It's time to begin again. Sound. The unpleasant blare of a door buzzer. Hembry does not look up. He tries to ignore the door. The buzzer sounds again and again. From offstage left, we hear the voice of Paige.
2: Hembry? Hembry, it's Paige. We, um. We worked together back at OBC. I don't know if you remember me. Hembry looks up,
1: whispered, Turn back, turn back, turn back. The buzzer continues to sound. Tembri gets to his feet. He's conflicted, fearful, hungry. He turns slowly out towards the audience, as if remembering that he's observed. A strange look forms upon his face, like he's making up his mind. Then he walks rapidly across to the door, undoing several bolts and chains, in quick succession, and opens it up. Page 31 enters, quickly stepping past him. She's holding flowers.
2: I thought you might have moved. Hi, it's so good to see you.
1: She's an old work colleague of Hembry's, although tonight she's pretending they were close back then, closer than they ever truly were. She has a disheveled air about her, a kind of excited mania as if she's recently stumbled onto some great discovery.
2: Excuse me?
1: Paige gives Hembry a strange look.
2: What did you. What did you just say, Hembry?
1: Hembry turns from her, retreating to the safety of the dinner table. Hembry, sourly, close the door behind you, please. Paige hesitates. Then she puts the flowers down on the side and goes to close the door.
2: You okay? Is everything all right with you,
1: Hembry. I'm fine. It's just been a long while since I've seen anyone. That's all. I'm not used to company these days. I spend most of my time uh, monologuing now. Uh, sorry if I'm uh, talking a little strangely.
2: Oh, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Did your sister move out, or Hembry.
1: She died. It was a tragedy.
2: Oh, Hembry.
1: She crosses the apartment floor and embraces Hembry. Hembry stays where he is, his arms stiffly held at his sides, not reciprocating the gesture.
2: You know, you can always reach out, right? Your friends are always here for you.
1: Hembry, sullenly, you were still working. Never had the time. You never reached out. It- Before she can answer, I'm fine. My contract didn't renew. They didn't see the use in keeping me. What does that matter? Heard it was a lot worse for some of those who stayed, were needed, were used, a lot worse.
2: Doesn't mean you haven't struggled too, though.
1: Hembry. Ah, I've been pouring myself into my hobbies. Oh, that's great. I- Hembry, interrupting her. Amateur theatrics, mostly the man of many
2: faces. Explains the get-up. Well, fantastic. Are you putting on a show? How can I get my hands on a ticket?
1: Hembry, tell me why you're here, Paige. He's getting restless. Yes. Yes, of course. Um do you mind if I sit? Hembry gestures to the dining chair opposite. Paige sits. Hembry does the same.
2: Okay. Listen. I've been through an experience That's the only way to describe it, really An experience And it's made me realize that something has to change It has to In me, or in the world Because I can't bend to it any longer I can't pretend I'm happy to go along with it all so the only solution left is for one of us to break. The world, or me. And I've had just about enough of breaking. We can't go on as we are. I remember you as a kindred spirit, Hembree. I'm hoping I wasn't wrong about Hembry, quietly, get to the point, please. You kept the books when you were still working at OVC. The reference catalogs the official guidance on gods both licensed and forbidden. I'd like to ask you, informally, if you still have those materials.
1: Hembry. You have to hand those over. When you leave, you're not allowed to keep any copies.
2: He's lying. I'd... I'd really appreciate it if you could share a copy with me. Or give me some time with those books. Obviously, I wouldn't tell anyone you helped me. It would never trace its way back to you. Hembree,
1: what are you going to do with the catalogs if I give them to you?
2: want to make a new god Something that stands apart From everything that already exists Something they can't weaponize Or profit from Or or corrupt Something that doesn't belong to them
1: Like what?
2: I don't know yet I'm still trying to figure it out that's why I need your books.
1: Hembry, if they catch you making a god unlicensed, unlawful there they'll they'll kill you
2: I know. I know they will.
1: Hembry gets to his feet and paces away across the kitchen. His voice begins to tremble as he speaks. Hembry the authorities aren't the only danger, you understand. Not even the worst danger of uh, meddling in the unlicensed divine. You, you delve into those catalogues. You start poking about it, experimenting. A, a god... A god might come over you by accident. It happens. It happens all the time. They're all calling out to us. They all want to be seen. They're all hungry. His <laughs> sweating. His voice grows urgent. He's speaking from experience, we begin to realize... <laughs>
2: Hembry, what's happened to you?
1: Hembry, urgently. Not now. Not now. We need to keep it going. We need to maintain our momentum. We need some action. He doesn't like it when we explain too much. He doesn't care for wordy scenes. Needless exposition. Who doesn't like it? Hembry leans in. He whispers softly in Paige's ear the truth he's been holding on to all this time. Henry, There's a god in here with us right now. In the wings. Watching us from the darkness beyond the walls. Observing the performance, making judgments, and if he doesn't like what he sees, there's no
2: telling what he might do. Okay. We're going to get out of this apartment. You and I let's go for a walk.
1: She tries to rise. Hembry, frantic. No! No 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 I can't leave. Uh, you can't leave either. We need to keep our focus. We can't just have characters wandering in and out. All right.
2: <laughs> just take it easy. We can stay here if you like. It it really doesn't matter. Can I get you a glass of water? Hembry laughing sourly. <laughs> The sink doesn't work.
1: Paige walks to the sink anyway. Tries the taps. They squeak dryly and they do
2: not function. They turned off your water? Hembry, no. It's part of the set. There's no set. What are you talking about? Hembry is close to tears.
1: Hembry distraught, you shouldn't have come in because you're a part of the performance now you understand you're going to have to play your part in what comes next and he likes tragedies he finds them soothing what what do you mean? Embry babbling now. Sometimes it's a one-man show. Mostly those are about despair, loneliness. They're dull, really. They have their limitations. But that's when I can be clownish. Sometimes he sends me supporting acts, and those, those are the unhappy shows. Those are the ones he likes the most. That's when you get the real applause. The tragedy of the social worker who asked too many questions. The tragedy of the plumber who made too many jokes. The tragedy of Embry and his sister who he loved and who tried to help him. It ends in death. One way or another, the performance
2: ends in death. Why does it have to end in death? Because... Because
1: it's the only thing that satisfies. Because the show needs to go somewhere that matters. How long has this been
2: going on for?
1: Embry muttering twice nightly performances. Come see him on stage. The man with many faces. His run's been extended again. (laughs) How
2: did your sister die, Embry?
1: Embry, I'm so sorry about this. We all have a part to play, you understand? And, and I'm the star. I'm the star of the show, that means I have certain responsibilities. <laughs> We've spoken too long. This is getting talky. He doesn't like it when we get too talky. He needs action. We need to have forward momentum. The watcher in the wings, he
2: needs action. We need to stick the landing. No, and... we don't need to do anything. We haven't finished talking. End of scene. Blackouts! Hembry? What's going on? Hembry? What happened to the lights? Lights come up. Lights come up.
1: Slowly. 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 Page,
2: is, Page now
1: is now standing in an empty apartment. Hembry is nowhere to be seen.
2: She moves, to the door. she
1: moves to the door. Door. Tests
2: it. Tests it. Henry. Henry, The door won't open. It's, beginning to,
1: it's beginning, to- beginning to occur to her that she's trapped in this place.
2: Hello. Help. 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 Police, open up.
1: The door bursts open, and Haywood, disheveled and filthy, stumbles clownishly on stage, almost falling over in the process. Who said that?
2: You. What the fuck do you want? Answer me. I, I heard yelling. You were calling for
0: help. I thought someone might be in trouble.
2: No. What are you Doing. Here. I've been watching you. Paige attempts, attempts to... Paige
1: attempts We're to run past him for the door. hold on. Hayward catches hold of her wrist.
2: Wh- where
0: is
1: that voice coming from?
2: How did it know I... Yeah, I don't know. He was here a second ago. Now he's vanished.
0: What
1: is it, like a speaker or a... Hello? From offstage... From stage, the sound of sirens. Hayward panics, his eyes bulging, flattening himself against the wall. Now what are you doing?
2: Police are after me. How is he doing that, though? How did he know... How does he know my name? What do you mean? The police are after you. You're the police. No. I'm not. Uh, okay, look.
0: We can talk about this later. I do not much like your friend who's hiding in the walls, and... You're under arrest, so, sir, we're we're leaving. Thank you. No, just hold on. I
1: still don't have what I came for. That doesn't matter. Hayward turns, turns back to the door. He finds himself gazing out onto the emptiness of our backstage area. Cluttered props, Cluttered props stray scripts, and chairs. Nothing but locked doors and stifling darkness beyond. There's no longer any way out. There never was any way out. Any way out. Any way out.
0: No fucking way. No fucking and way! And on
1: this final note of confusion and terror, the curtains come down. House lights rise. Wait,
2: you House can't j- Interval. Yes, I
0: heard it. There's people in here with us. What
2: is this stuff? Curtains? They don't, they don't feel like curtains. Oh, get under it. We get to the other side.
0: Oh. It's so uh, bright out here. these seats this place is deserted but I heard people I heard clapping
2: it didn't sound like clapping more like feel the texture of that doesn't feel like fabric does it and there's something in the air out here Kind of stillness.
0: Oh. We've strayed. This is the haunt of a god.
2: See that in the back?
0: Exit red and flashing. Do think we can trust it? <laughs> Not in a million years. I think it'll take us further in. Maybe it's uh, where the crowd went—the ones who were uh, clapping.
2: Again, I don't think it was clapping. It sounded more like... Wings. Hundreds of wings, all beating at once. The Watcher in the wings. We need to get out of here.
0: Yeah, I know. Maybe there's, uh, an axe back in the apartment, back on the stage, I mean, uh... Something we can, uh, cut through the walls with, force our way out.
2: I don't think so. Hembry, he's... controlling the action. There's nothing here until he says it is. We need to talk him down.
0: I, I, I don't know if that's such a good idea. I... Uh...
2: Hembry. Hembry, I know you're there.
1: Paige shouts. Her voice is small and pitiful. She's wasting her time trying to negotiate, and she realizes it just as soon as the words are out of her
2: mouth. No, that's not true, Hembry. We can help you. She throws
1: up her hands, gives up on arguing. She's beginning to realize that it'll go easier now if
2: she just plays her part. Not going to happen.
1: She doesn't need to worry. She'll last to the end. She'll get a fitting send-off at the end of the show. Something that tugs at the heart. She has a traditional kind of heroic quality to her. Second billing, at least. Not like Hayward, who stands beside her. He can die early on after the lights come back up. as a kind of punctuation to raise the stakes. This is his only purpose here. What? What did he just say my advice? Take my advice. Play your part, follow your cues. It's the only escape. escape. I read the books. I made the marks. I said I wanted to act, to be a great actor. I was sick of myself, sick of being Hembry. And the watcher in the wings whispered from the darkness beyond the stage, I'll make you the man with many faces instead. I'll give you a show that never ends.
2: So let's find a way to end it. You're not listening to me!
1: I'm wearing too many faces, Paige. Each one breaks the skin and twists the bone as it presses through. I've been too many people and each one of them is me. Too
2: much weight has accumulated, too much shame, too much contradiction. We've been trapped before, both of us. There was a time when you sat beside me in the break room, day after day, and you swore that you'd find a way out of that place, even if it killed you. Now you're telling me there's no escape. You know that isn't true. If we really can't save ourselves, if we can't take back control of what's happening to us... Then we rest ourselves fucking free, Henry. We twist the wheel, if only for a second. No matter what you've done, no matter what's become of you, that's still an option. You can do that. We can do it, together.
1: He's coming back. Let's try and stick the landing, please. You're getting talky again. Hembree, wait. Just wait. He's coming back. He expects action, drama, and ending. There must be an ending. Take your places! Lights! Lights. Curtain! She told you to wait! <laughs> the set has changed during the <laughs> interval. You can see the people now, the remnants of the past shows, the supporting cast, folded into window frames, twisted into the shape of cupboards, stretched out into the thick red and pink curtains that hang on either side. The lights flicker madly on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off. On, off. Hayward, in his panic, has strayed back onto the stage, exactly where he needs to be. Stop talking! doesn't see that the man with many faces is standing right behind him spreading outwards in a nightmare silhouette, a dozen grinning heads stretched out upon long and swan-like necks. Please don't. <laughs> two of his many hands lifting Hayward's head bringing it down upon the edge of the sink again and again we hear the split of Hayward's skull it satisfies and once more it satisfies yes scarlet ribbons burst forth from Hayward's head dancing in every direction across the stage He collapses. panting heavily from his many mouths, the man with many faces turns, his fingers fumbling for the knives, drawing them forth from the rack, one after the other, dancing in his hands.
2: And he stops. The man with many faces stops. Because he can see... The gaunt face of his sister, who he loved, staring back at him from the stretched fabric of the curtains. He can see that the set that used to be his apartment is built on hurt and blood and sorrow. And if he goes on like this, there will be a million bloody endings, a million more victims, and the applause will go on unabating, and the weight will only grow heavier, and his run will never cease. No matter how bad things have gotten, no matter how much agony has accumulated, he can still change the course of the show. It'll be an anticlimax.
1: An <laughs> it won't satisfy. It seems contrived. It contrived. goes against the grave. He
2: knows it doesn't matter.
1: Scarlet, ribbons retract, dancing back across the stage like flickering flame, like rewinding tape back into Hayward's head. And perhaps it isn't contrived after all. Perhaps it's a a beautiful trick, good stagecraft, whatever's
2: making the ribbons dance like that. Hayward groans softly. So we know he's alive.
1: Oh. The man with many faces turns back to Page. One of his faces, the one which used to be called Hembry, stretches forth across the stage upon its long neck and bows. The man with many faces. Sincerely, you can leave now. The door is open. Take him with you. Take the catalogues too. And just like that, the books are resting on the dining room table, waiting for her to pick them up.
2: Page smiles as she lifts the books under one arm half-supporting Hayward, who's still groaning and clutching at his bloodied forehead, mumbling incomprehensibly as he staggers to his feet. She turns, and she leaves the apartment through the unlocked door.
1: A man with many faces, who once was known as Hembry, turns back towards the darkness beyond the stage. For a moment we think he might be about to make a final speech, a monologue, some kind of lasting statement that the watcher in the wings can know him by. (laughs) But what is there left to say, really? His faces open up in toothy grins, one after the other, from left to right, like ripples on the wind. The applause is rising all around him. It sounds angry, frightened, like it's trying to put a stop to the show. The man with many faces raises his dozens of mouths in a triumphant roar of meaningless noise charges his audience. The watcher in the wings flees from him, dissipating in every direction, screeching in unhappy protest. He pursues it onwards, dashing through the endless aisles, further into the darkness, and the lights of the stage begin to fade behind him as his audience rallies, and now the applause batters down upon his tormented flesh from all sides, beating him down, lashing him apart. Don't be long now. Lights out. Lights, out. lights out. Lights out. Lights
0: out. <laughs> And see you there staring
2: back at me through the trees old soil breath what is this then is this the place
0: already no so then what you here to guilt me what you think i should have done anything Should have let that poor girl go because, I've been as bad myself at one time or another. And after all, the harm is done. And gods know nothing's going to change anything in the greater scheme of it all. (sighs) Is that what your people teach? Just let the bodies keep on washing up. Just keep on burying them away on the outskirts. Growing old and pious off the distance from all the hurt. Making busy work amongst the ruins. Doing nothing. Changing nothing. (sighs) that's what you are. If that's what you need from me. Then I'm done. I'll bear this boy home. And then I'm done. With you. With all of it. I'm tired of chasing after faceless things. Why don't you come to me? (gasps) come on, approach. I'm not coming to you, you come to me. Come to me and tell me what I should have done. No? Don't have all the answers. (laughs) Well, my God, it was terrible. He was cruel, but he was never pitiful. Cairn maiden, shovel handed hag, useless old woman, you. Gone. I scared her off. Good wasn't wanting for company anyway